What's going on, everybody? Hello, hello, hello. Uh, welcome to DrBoysTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. And uh, today we have a really interesting topic, a very sensitive topic, a, to- a topic that 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 we. Oh, sorry, I'm I'm echoing myself. Uh, we have a great topic today, an interesting topic. It has to do with Meek Mill, uh, a rapper who uh, has a new album coming out called Expensive Pain. And Meek has been um, getting a little bit of feedback lately because uh, the, the image of his album cover has been something that has really turned a lot of heads. Uh, and uh, they say that all, you know, all publicity is good publicity. Uh, but I'm wondering if there's a limit to that statement. And so uh, anyway, today we're going to talk about Meek Mill's new album and uh, and also talk about uh, his expensive pain and also talk about the even more expensive pain of black women. And so uh, before um, uh, I actually get to the topic, I would like to uh, welcome those uh, of you who are joining us for this conversation today. We'd like to have intelligent black conversations about relevant issues and uh, also mention uh, our guests for today. Uh, Our guests are uh, Zakia Sankara Jabbar, and she is uh, uh, she's a lot of things, but she also is a host of a, a show on YouTube. What's the name of your show, Zakia? Yeah, thanks, boys. It's Real Talk with ZSJ on youtube real talk with zsj on youtube all right and we also have uh mr jeff lighty jr jeff is uh on the black boss channel and uh i'd like to ask jeff how you doing today man hey, i'm good dr boyce how you doing how you doing mr kia yeah you know what you. Just, well, well what's up everybody hit your put your b1 in the chat um also hit the thumbs up button let me just start off let me just start off with the obvious here so here's the album cover that Meek Mill has, um, you know, that he's using for his new album, Expensive Pain. Uh, th- there was a white dude who uh, drew attention to it, which I don't know if that, I think that's a whole issue to discuss, <laughs> that a white person actually brought attention to this. Black people, we just, that we like, oh, that's just par for the course. <laughs> we just used to that. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, so if you can see this image. Uh, you've got uh, some stuff that might get me in trouble with YouTube, but you got some, uh, some titties over here. You got a booty over there. And then you got this little pink dot, which uh, that was real uh, interesting. And then you got a brother in the middle. And I think that the image seems to be some sort of art portraying. I don't know if they're portraying, you know, stripper culture, club culture, or whatever the case may be. Well, <clears throat> there was a, a white guy who uh, went ballistic over this. Uh, he absolutely lost his mind. Uh, and uh, and it got a lot of attention. His response went viral. And uh, before I ask my panelists what they think about it, I'm actually going to pull up this guy's video. And let you all hear uh, what 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 he had to say. <clears throat> now, uh, hide your wife, hide your kids, because uh, he had a lot of there was some profanity there. And uh, I hope you guys can hear the video. Uh, let me know if you can hear it. I'm going to play it for you right now, so you can just hear from his perspective. Uh, and Jeff, interrupt me or or Zaki, interrupt me if, if if for some reason the audio is not going through. Um, all right. Is this what you want, black women? Is this what you want? Is this how you want to be respected? Is this how you want to be respected in life? This is how you want to look? This is how you want to be portrayed? Stand up to this bullshit. I'm from Philly. I actually should support you, Bill. This is disgusting bullshit. Look at this lady. Look at this. This is on the side of a bus where little girls can pull up and see this shit. That's her fucking pussy. Let's not mistake them what this pink dot is. This is disgusting. Look at this shit that you're getting on. This is for everyone to see. Little girls are seeing this crap. Look at this bus that goes by in my neighborhood. What the f- is this? What the f- is this? 
this what you want, black women? Is this what you want? Is this how you want to be respected? Is this how you want to be respected in life? This is how you want to look? This is how you want to be portrayed? Stand up to this bullshit. I'm from Philly. I actually should support you, Phil. This is disgusting bullshit. Look at this lady. Look at this. This is on the side of a bus where little girls can pull up and see this shit. That's her fucking seat. All right, all right. I think we got the gist of, of what he was trying to say. I don't know who uh, who this man is, but I know he got my attention. And so uh, it, uh, I'd like to first start with Zakia because we respect black women on this platform. Absolutely. We we ain't we are not uh, we 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 give black women a little bit of deference in certain areas. I think in this area it's appropriate to do so. And uh, also, I'd like to ask everybody in the audience: um, uh, type in one word what you think. Uh, disrespectful. Or okay, like disrespectful. Or okay, I'd like to get your your response in the audience. And uh, Zakia, take it away. What what were your thoughts as you watched this video? Well, actually, this is my first time seeing the video, but I have seen lots of chatter online about it. Um, so, number one, um, I believe the artist um, is an is a black woman, um, and I think that. You know, the issue for me personally is probably with whoever the city transit system is. Um, things have to be kept into context. I'm not into censorship at all. And I think that if you actually look at the piece um, and if we aren't triggered by, you know, as black people, I think to immediately um, see ourselves in a negative light. For me, what I was drawn to was the brother in the middle who had a tear coming out of his eyes. And then I thought about the name of the album. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay. So for me, I made an inference that, you know, this brother could be surrounded by all of the money, all of the women, all of, all of these things and still not be fulfilled in life or still not be happy. Um, that's that's what I saw out of it as a deeper meaning, so to speak. But in terms of why they would put that on a bus, I agree. That is outrageous um, for kids and everybody. I think that things have to be kept in particular context. I don't know what the purpose of whoever the, the bus transit transportation system, which is a public transportation system, probably funded by the public, why they would put that on a bus, but in terms of art, I don't think we should get into um, censoring art. I think that we should like this platform, have conversations about what the meaning is. And somebody should probably actually interview the black woman that created it. <laughs> mm, interesting, okay, Jeff. So um, so Zakia brings up a good point. Uh, she mentions that a black woman uh, put painted this. Um, so uh, how much does that matter that a black woman painted it? If a white woman or white man had done this art uh would that make a difference uh what do, what do you think i mean do you think that that makes it okay because a black woman did it or what, what are your thoughts no not really because the thing is if this the, here's the thing about this meek mill thing this album has been out for a couple of weeks this cover art 
was out for a month, has been out for at least a month, I know, because the album Expensive Pain has been out for at least a week, I think of two weeks now, so this isn't a new idea. What's new is this white guy made this video that went viral because the album cover art is on buses. Now, this is a tactic that they use in, in rap and hip-hop just for promotion, right? They put their album cover art on, car, on fancy expensive cars and on buses to promote the album, right, to grow the sales because I don't think it did as well as they wanted it to do. So that is why it's on public transportation. And the, the problem with the cover art is because if this were a white artist, this would have got attention right when it came out, right? Like if this was a white artist with white women bent over naked and stuff like that, like this wouldn't have hit it probably would have never went to publish, right? And then it would, it damn sure wouldn't have been on no public transportation. Uh, the, and, and like, that's the biggest problem. And because the reason why I know this is because the, the closest example of this that we have as far as white people, because a lot of white artists don't do stuff like this. But the closest thing we have, for example, was when Miley Cyrus started dating the hip-hop producer Mike Will Made It, and they made that song Jay's On My Feet and stuff. And, and white people were going crazy when that happened. Like, they lost their mind when, when Miley Cyrus kind of got out of line and started acting black, right? Or hanging. Or with the the black folks and then Miley eventually came out like a year maybe two years later or whatever and was like I'm sorry I was out of myself I was in a dark place and that's why I was acting like this but when Miley was in the moment they were on top of her every step of the way and so that's what I that's the problem I guess that I have with it is that this cover art has been out for a month at least and this is the first time we've heard about it simply because a white man found it an issue with it because it was a bus driving past what he said is his children Mm. Uh, everybody, we're, we're talking about Meek Mill's uh, album cover, Expensive Pain, and the uh, uh, interesting reaction to the art. And uh, every now and then I'll pull the art back up on the screen for those of you that didn't get here. And basically, I like to uh, respond when you get a chance. Okay, sure, sure. And uh, and uh, the the uh, the art, I'm going to put it up on the screen as the key uh, response to what Jeff says. And um, do me a favor, everybody. Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button uh, because we're trying to go to the platform. And uh, also, don't forget, this is going to be one of the main topics on our hip-hop panel at the All Black National Convention. We actually have some hip-hop artists uh, and the brothers uh, from Hip Hop Uncensored are coming into the convention. And this is something we have to talk about as a community because I, I think, Zakia, that it seems to me that we have to lead this conversation. And I, and I wonder, and you mentioned uh, the free expression, and I tend to agree with that. I agree with, the, the, with free expression and free speech. Uh, but then I also have daughters, you know, and I don't know, Zakia, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable at all with my daughters uh, explaining to them that their, their bodies are valued, explaining to them how the R. Kelly's of the world operate, you know, it, it, it protecting them. But yet having them see an image like that, no matter what the intent is, I don't know if I'd feel comfortable explaining to my 11 year old why there's a black woman with her body bent over with her vagina showing out the back. On, on a public bus uh, and they and I don't really see them doing that to white women anywhere uh, so what what are your thoughts on that and, and also you can please feel free to respond to what Jeff said as well so a couple of things um, I wanted to respond by saying that I get publicity right I do think that and the reason why I said a public transportation company that white guy was outraged I'm assuming he is uh, a taxpaying citizen of Philadelphia his issue should have been with the transit authority, not necessarily trying to police what artists put on their album covers. Because I believe that even if, you know, they are paying for this, there should be some codes of conduct or some standards that we're not going to put 
you know, things like this to go through neighborhoods where families and children are. That's point number one. Secondly, um, I want to push back a little bit on the idea that black artists or hip hop artists or black people in general are sort of the creators or the arbiters of all this. You sort of like dysfunction that we see um, in Hollywood uh, or in entertainment. We didn't really create a lot of that. Um, last time I checked, Hugh Hefner and his Playboy mentioned didn't start off with a bunch of Black people and a bunch of Black women. I think there was a time maybe Black women weren't even welcomed in the Bunny Ranch or whatever. Um, but certainly white women absolutely have been exploited in that way from that particular uh, organization. And I'm sure there's others that I'm probably not thinking of right now um, when it comes to things like that. So I just wanted to kind of, again, put that in, 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 into proper context. But I do think that this is the right platform um, to, to be talking about this voice. And I'm, I'm happy you brought us together to have, to have this conversation. Again, my issue is with the public transit authority, all money and good money, and you need to have some standards. Mm. Well, you know what? Um, I, I did a survey on uh, Twitter. My Twitter is Dr. Boyce Watkins in the number one. Uh, so make sure you follow us on Twitter. Uh, because we we use our platform to help black people think and to grow. So we're not we're not just trying to be famous on here. Uh, I'll put the Twitter up there if you want to follow us on Twitter. So I did a survey because uh, I wanted to know what the people think. I want, I really was trying to grapple with this and figure out the right approach and the right balance because you know I, I love Philly. I, it's like a second home. You know I have a lot of friends there and um, I know a lot of people that know Meek Mill. I've never met him, but but I I know people that know him and I want to be respectful. And I think Meek is a guy who's done a lot of good work in the world. And I think that hopefully we can critique this with love and uh, really, and I'd love to hear from him. You know, I, 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 if Meek ever wanted to even come in here and explain some of this, uh, I'd love to hear his side of the story, but I did, but on the survey, here's what I asked. I asked this basic, very basic question. I said, um, you know, do you think that this, this image or this art is uh, disrespectful or not? And, uh, and you can see on the screen, 67.6% uh, of the respondents said it was disrespectful 19.7% of you said it's not 12.7% of you said not sure. So the, the majority, uh, about two thirds of all the people that follow, which are mostly black people that follow our platform, that's pretty much who we talk to, uh, feel that it was disrespectful. And, and, uh, and I have to say that I, I was in that direction too. I, I just saw it and I, I love hip hop and, and good music and all that, but I just said, man, I I'm confused. I'm really confused, Jeff, uh, because, you know, on one do hand, y'all remember Lil Kim's Apple cover? <laughs> yeah, we we do, we do, and that, and that, I think that's well. Let's let's start with that question then. Uh, so let's say that um, this this was a Cardi B album cover. Let's say that Cardi B had an album cover that had you know exact same image, black women bent over, booties out, vaginas out, everything else. Um, how do you do? You think that people would look at that differently? Like, do you think? I mean, you know, and and what I've noticed with Cardi B is that there's division. There are some uh, black women who feel that it's empowering, like it's empowering to be sexually liberated and everything else. Uh, but then you also have the other variable. You have guys like this, you know, R. Kelly out in public who where we're, 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 we're talking about, well, who knew what R. Kelly was doing? Who didn't stop R. Kelly? Black men, y'all need to stop supporting guys like R. Kelly, letting guys like R. Kelly do things like this. We must protect our daughters. Who's coming after our daughters? Well, we know I, I we've always known R. Kelly was a son of a bitch. I mean, he's a talented son of a bitch, but he's a he's a son of a bitch nonetheless. Uh, we talked about this back in 2002. 
Uh, but here's the thing. When you simultaneously, on one hand, you're saying we don't want our little girls to be objectified and sexualized. Uh, but at the same time, you're presenting imagery to seven year olds on the public city bus that, you know, presents really the most debased part of our culture in terms of just, you know, just the, the hooker stripper. You know, you know, y'all, y'all have all seen it. Um, I think it will be very confusing for a child like you're sexualizing your kids. You know, you're getting them ready for sex at an early age, but then you're confusing and 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 you don't understand why they're having sex when they're 11 or 12 years old. Maybe we as a community are playing a part in that by what we allow to slide. I don't know. Am I the crazy we one? Are. So, I mean, can we I are, ask you though. a question we really are. quickly? Just oh. real quick. I'm sorry, Jeff. So should that be like, as you said, as a community, as a as as parents, as like mentoring groups, as churches, should we be policing what our children are consuming? Or are you saying our community should police what the artists actually rap and say about? Or should we be policing what they actually, what kind of art they put on their album covers? Or should it be both? <laughs> um, you know, I think as far as an album cover, I get that, right? I can understand that you know that there is a, a, a ratchet side to, to hip hop. I, I I I went to Magic City once for a bachelor party. I I, I swear to y'all, no, I didn't go voluntarily. I went because I was the best man. I had to make sure that he was gonna be okay. Uh, but it was the most fascinating thing I ever saw. There's a whole culture around strippers and everything else, and and, and the glorification of rappers and everything. And and I don't judge it. I mean, you know, it, people gonna do what they're gonna do. But I like to believe that that we as a community have to have some sort of standard. And, 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 and I do agree with you, Zakia. Um, I think if you're talking about this, just being his album cover, um, I, I, I would imagine, I would say personally, I can't speak for everybody here, but I would say, you know what, if that's your album cover, let it be your album cover. But then to simultaneously say that this album cover, like, like if I wrote a book and I put this image on the cover of my book, and then turned around and said, black women, I respect you for your minds, not your vaginas. I would probably have to answer for that. I would probably have the women in this chat right now who would say, come on, Dr. Boyce, what the hell is this? This don't make no sense. So let's be clear. It's mostly in the hip hop space where, where this kind of thing is sort of uh, okayed. And we know where it comes from, right? We know that there's a white supremacist angle to this, where the corporations are the ones who are paying specific artists to promote specific images about even specific black people. And uh, and I just I just saw this and I almost got a little bit sick from this. I don't know. Uh Jeff, uh what say you? And there and there's a chance, you know, speaking to what Zakia said earlier, there's a chance Meek Mill didn't even sign off on putting this on a bus, right? Because when you are signed to a record label, record deal, whatever, you do what they say. They don't do what you say. Like, let's be honest. They control what goes out there. They control what takes place. And so, yeah, he may have just wanted it to be cover art because the cover art, when you think about the title of the album and what it what it's supposed to stand for, it's supposed to, and, and you see the picture of what's probably Meek Mill. If I'm just deciphering, the name is Expensive Pain and you're showing all these things that rappers and people go through that are into that industry, whether it's stripper culture. I've seen some dice up there. I've seen a yacht. I've seen some money or whatever and it's like oh it still hurts you got a guy with a teardrop so i can decipher it and understand what it means right but then there's also there still has to be a limit right there still has to be a point where we say hmm that might be okay to put on a cd or to put on your cover for apple music where it's like this big right 
but to have it on buses, not just one or two buses. Like that guy that was doing that rant is in LA. Obviously, there's buses in Philadelphia where Meek's from. That's where they're also displayed. So there's buses across the country that have this wrap, you know, this cover art wrapped around, and therefore it is being exposed to children across the country. And not to mention what, like I stated earlier, this album didn't come out yesterday when this did, or last week, or whenever this guy made this rent. This album cover has at least been out for a month, and nobody said anything about it. It took until this white man who had what Whatever he had to say about black women, really challenging black women and ostracizing them in a way that I, I definitely had, you know, felt uncomfortable about, but really was like challenging them in this, you know, very hostile way. Like, oh, is this what you want? Is this what you stand for? And that, you know, that's a conversation for another day, but that is when it actually blew up and people actually started to pay attention because if you're not into hip hop or not into Meek Mill, you might not have ever seen this before, but it is one thing to have this displayed and wrapped around and shown across the country, as opposed to simply just being on an album cover. Mm. Everybody, we're talking about the Meek Mill album cover from his album, Expensive Pain. Uh, If you could do me me a favor real quick, please hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe button. Uh, uh, Share this conversation. We'd like to have intelligent conversations about things happening in the community so we can have a smarter black community. We believe in being smart. We don't we 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 don't run away from intelligence. So uh, if you are in that category, we hope you'll subscribe to the channel that you're on. And so let me for those of you who just got here, let me show you all one more time this uh, the video of the man and his rant. Uh, This is a guy in L.A. who saw this bus. Uh, in this, it, the image of the Meat Milk album cover on the bus, and uh, he got really ballistic, and a lot of people are talking about it today. So I'll play that for you guys one more time for those of you who just got here, so you can make um, an informed opinion on this. Black women, is this what you want? Look at this shit. Look at this shit on the side of a bus. Is this what you want, black women? Is this what you want? Is this how you want to be respected? Is this how you want to be respected in life? This is how you want to look. This is how you want to be portrayed. Stand up to this bullshit. I'm from Philly. I actually should support you, Bill. This is disgusting bullshit. Look at this lady. Look at this. This is on the side of a bus where little girls can pull up and see this shit. That's her fucking pussy. Let's not mistake them what this pink dot is. This is disgusting. Look at this shit that you're getting on. This is for everyone to see. Little girls are seeing this crap. Look at this bus that goes by and like... Okay, so you know, I you know what I was thinking about also, uh, Zakia is it seems like in hip hop there's so much competition that a lot of artists put out things that have shock value, and uh, and the shock value translates into money. You know, Kanye West, I think is a master of that he pisses everybody off, and yet he's now he's a billionaire, right? And uh, and it seems like that's really uh, that's what I'm picking up on because I, I think that that concept of expensive pain, right? If if we interpret this to mean Okay, the guy in the middle with the teardrop, he's sad because he's got it all, but he's still not fulfilled on the inside. I can respect that. I can get that. You know, I've, 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 I've grappled with that. I've, I've talked about this on this podcast. But can I make that point in a way that isn't going to have to involve uh, showing a black woman's vagina? Like, can, can I make that point? Right, right, right. Can I can I make the point? Maybe he's wrapped. Maybe he's got cars and jewels and pretty a pretty woman. Right? Can't black women be presented as beautiful, even sexy, without it being just flat out raunchy? Right? Because I can't imagine Zakia this. I can't imagine any record label or any uh, uh, transportation company putting images of white women like this 
on the side of a bus or Asian women. I, I don't I don't think that I don't know. I, I want y'all to give me let me know in the chat. What do y'all think? Do you think the Asian community would be okay if there was a bus going around town that had Asian women, you know, literally with their literal vaginas out? <laughs> what do you think, Zakia? No, I think that's that that's a that's an important point, but I, I you know I I have to have a historical analysis to everything. And what this conversation right now reminds me of, Dr. Boyce, is see Dolores Tucker <laughs> and Tupac. And remember all of that in the early 90s when two live crew. I mean, this this was a First Amendment case that went all the way to the Supreme Court. Let's couch this in in some historical context. And what ended up winning, as we can see now, was the First Amendment. Again, I think that it is up to us as a community, right, to sanction um, the labels themselves, not the artists, because the artists are the workers. We, we need to go after the, the owners and the people who market, market these things uh, in the first place. Now that I know that the video actually took place in California or the bus was in California, who in the heck is surprised? Everything goes in California. It's well, not. I mean, well, they don't, you know, they don't, they don't allow freedom of, of speech in California, though, right? They right. Are they required all their workers? Like, if you if you say anything about not getting that jab, they gonna, they gonna oh, tell you, yeah. you you don't have a right That's to work. You can't go to no restaurant. You can't. So that so it ain't like California yeah. let everything go. Right, right. No, that's a good point. That that's. It. I'm saying as far as the raunchiness piece. When it, I mean, think about it's Hollywood is there, y'all. Hugh Hefner was there. Playboy was there. I'm talking about that aspect of it. I would love to come back and talk about all these mandates and jabs, honey. But, but, but what I'm saying around this this thing of the there's again the whole anything goes kind of thing. That's California for you. I would be hard pressed where I live in suburban Washington, D.C. to see something like that on a bus transportation system in my community. So it's not necessarily just, um, you know, the type of people uh, who wouldn't allow that to happen. It's also geographical. Like some that's some of that stuff ain't going in some other places at all. It's just not happening. OK, well, let me ask you this, Jeff. Um, Hi. Well, do you, do you think that that's what it is? I mean, do you think that, that this this album cover being on the side of a bus that children and anybody is can, you know, is going to see. Um, do you think that that's just uh, anything goes uh, or, or I, I go back to that point earlier. I can't imagine them doing this to anybody else. I, if they, I don't think they put white women on a bus like that. I don't think they put Asian women on a bus like that. I think that we set the bar so low in the disrespect of black women that Absolutely. they see that and they're like, Oh, well that's what those people do. That's Absolutely. how those people be. That's how those. That's how their men see the, see their women, right? You know, they they also abandon them. They get pregnant and they just run away and leave. You know, let, let single mamas don't let the men want to take no response. Like I'm not saying that's true, but I'm saying that that's what that's I think marketed. people believe. And, and what happens is that when people say it, we like, oh, you're racist, you're racist. But then when it happens, we'll literally let it walk right by. We won't say nothing about it. Uh, what what do you think, Jeff? Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to remember black people, especially in the hip hop space or the entertainment space, they're what's cool, right? Like you don't really see white men 
or white women is cool. Think about think about the images you see of black men, at least in the public sphere. It's always the cool athlete that can jump and dunk, or the cool athlete that can score a touchdown, or the cool comedian, or the cool rapper, or the cool whoever. But and so when you're cool, you you get put in these boxes that you can't be cool and intelligent, or cool and you know really think about have a deep level of thinking, or cool and do these other things. White men are seen as smart and and are are and like sophisticated. And sophisticated smart people don't do stuff like this. So when you're in that entertainment space, you get boxed into like, oh, you'll be allowed to do that. That's why you don't see white men in or Asian men in or any other kind of demographic doing these kind of things because they don't want to be labeled as just the cool person or the person that's only allowed to do these kind of things, right? Because if you start to shift into that box, you won't be allowed to be in the intelligent space. That's why when, I mean, Doc, you faced this and, and I faced it some. When you're in the intelligence space, you get called what? A nerd, lame, a simp, all kinds of the, I mean, these are labels that go around, right? So that is why when Meek's album originally came out or whatever, his cover came out, there was no, there was no, like you heard more about uh, John Gruden in the NFL calling somebody something with big black lips as opposed to this that denigrates black women, right? Like literally, like you said, her vagina, her butt and stuff is out and I get it, it's art and we, but there was a better way of putting this. Like there, this could have been done up. You could have got the same message across without doing it this vulgar or this kind of like, oh, once again, I'm with Zakia and I'm not for the really, for censorship, but, it's, but when you go out to public transportation, not just in one place but in several cities across this country i know for a fact that bus was in la i know there's other buses in philadelphia that have the same the same images like you said the kids come across that that uh older women and ladies come across that black women come across and it's like that's probably not the image they would like best to represent them. And so that is the conflict that you have in spaces like this. But when you're the entertainer, once again, I'm not saying Meek did or did not sign off on this because this is something that may have been out of his control. The problem is when you get into that lane and you get into that entertainment space or that cool space, it's really hard to get out of it and go into the other space that sees you as intelligent or sophisticated or a deep level of thinking. Well, you know, uh, uh, I'd like to ask you about this, Zakiel. Um, you know, I, I, there's this uh, white rapper. There are a couple of white rappers out there that are really good. You know, um, Machine Gun Kelly, Eminem, and a couple of others. So I'd be curious to think. I don't want to ask everybody this question. So if Machine Gun Kelly's next album came out and he had images of black women with their vaginas out, um, how do you think that the reaction would be different? Um, I think that you would have screams of racism to the to the top of the to the top of the roof right we'd be spent that's racist that's racist and and it's almost like uh the fact that we that many of us are tempted to give a cool black rapper a pass on something that we wouldn't allow from anybody else um it almost seems to be saying this this message that i can't support which is almost like we as black men we have a right to disrespect our women but y'all can't but y'all disrespect our women we're gonna call you out for racism but if we disrespect our women, well, we just being artists or or even or even with the point where you mentioned um, the rappers being the workers. Meat Mill, you know, no disrespect to him. He, he's not a worker. He's a boss. At least that's what he and Jay-Z, uh, you know, claim that they're bosses. They're not, uh, you know, they're not Burger King employees. They're not working at UPS. Like these guys are supposed to be millionaires that are making change. So I'm wondering at what point, you know, does the artist have to kind of say, you know, 
you know, I got a community to protect. I, I, I should express myself, but some things I do in front of the children, some things I won't do in front of the children. Why, why is that out of the question? Just say, you know, keep, keep that raunchy stuff, keep it in the strip club, man. Like, you know, why does that have to be out on the bus? You know, and it just in, out there to the world. What, what do you, what do you think as a kid? What do you think about what I just said? They are workers. I'm talking about in terms of systems. You see what's happening with the NBA and Kyrie Irving. He a worker in that situation because guess what? The GM and the owners of the Brooklyn Nets said you do this or this is the consequence. Same with the rappers. This is why you also don't have conscious rap. It's not that you don't have black artists out there who are actually conscious rappers and and rapping about things that are wholesome in our community and rapping about political uh, consequences. This is why I keep trying to get us to come back to the fact that if we are going to be outraged, let us be outraged at the machine. Because yes, Meek Mill could absolutely say, you know what, I'm out of the game. But guess what that means? So does the multiple millions of dollars that he would make being within that system is gone. Just ask the conscious rappers who don't have access to those millions. I think about dead press and I think about how we don't see them. Right. All uh, their, their music is not promoted because it's political. Right. It's, it's raising the consciousness of, of our community. So we have to think about those things. Music is very, very powerful. We see what happened with the start of hip hop. The start of hip hop was about the conditions in which folks were living in in New York City, black men in particular. And so when you had record execs who realized, oh, wow, this is politicizing folks in the 80s and 90s. We got Million Man marches popping off. We got um, Khalid Muhammad joining uh, from the Nation of Islam. Some of these rappers, we can't have that. That's when you saw the co-option of hip hop and rap. Yes, we do have some agency and some responsibility. But what I'm saying is, and this is just how I view the world, I am all about going after the big guy on the sort of totem pole, if you will, because there's a hierarchy, not necessarily after the black folks who are oftentimes at the bottom of that hierarchy, even though they're millionaires. And, and boys, you know this. There's a book that 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 chronicles NBA and uh, players and other kind of football players and call them forty million dollar slaves. This this is this is accurate. Like we we have to begin to look at the hierarchy. And if we're gonna have some say as a community, then it's about bringing in our folks who are in these industries, but then also devising an actual plan to begin to change what we see as being promoted and marketed in our community. That's my thoughts. Okay. Uh, so I, I, I do agree. And it is about the machine for sure. So let me throw this out there for y'all uh, to, to just kind of chew on. Uh, Cause we're just having an open conversation. I, I don't know if we can make any clear conclusions. I, we can only speak for ourselves, right? Um, I speak as a father. I'm a girl dad. Um, I, if, if I'm walking down the street with my 11 year old and we got to, I got to explain why black women are being portrayed in this way. It's going to make me very uncomfortable. I, I don't want to talk to my 11 year old about any of this. And I don't want my 11 year old to think that this is what black men think about her. Right. And, uh, and, you know, and, and that is my effort as a father to, uh, 
you know, to do to do the basic things. Like Chris Rock used to talk about how to, you try to keep your daughter off the pole. Hey, I don't want my daughter growing up thinking that that that's cool. That oh, I want to be on a bus like her. That's how I can get seen on a bus is by you know bending over like that. I don't want my daughter to think that. I want my daughter to see you know some black woman who's out here you know arguing the case in front of the Supreme Court. Or you know, writing a movie that that makes ten million dollars, or 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 going on a, a rocket ship to space. I, I want her to say that all those things can be me. Um, you know, we don't have to hate the 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 the, the strip culture and the you know the, the the porn or whatever it all exists in the world. Like all that's out there, right? And that's fine. All that's out there, but I really it almost seems like there's just a place for everything. It's like um, there's nothing wrong with using the bathroom, but you don't take a dump in the kitchen. Right. That's inappropriate. You know, you don't you don't you don't you don't go pee in your grandma's living room. And, you, and, and then your grandma says, well, why are you peeing in my living room? You say, well, grandma, everybody pees. Why do you hate pee? Your grandma ain't mad that you took a leak. Your grandma's mad because you shouldn't. You, there's a bathroom over there. Take it to the bathroom. So, so Jeff, let me let me read this to you. So I, I did a search uh, to Zakia's excellent point, you know, about the machine. Right. And, uh, and and Meek Mill is not your typical artist in the sense that I've seen him rolling with Jay-Z. Uh, I, I don't see Jay-Z as anybody's employee. Sure, he's got partnerships, where, which he might be a junior partner, but yeah. Jay-Z gives boss vibes all the time, right? So I looked at Meek. I looked up Meek Mill's record label, and uh, the labels that come up are Rock Nation, which we know, uh, I think that's, I think it's Jay-Z, Jay-Z runs, I mean, it's, it's Rockefeller, right? Yeah. Uh, Dream Chasers, Maybach. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if Maybach is connected. Maybach Music connected to Rick Ross. Yeah. Uh, but they always have a big daddy. That's what I'm noticing in the music industry. They usually have a big white company in the background. So Warner Brothers pops up. Yeah. Um, I see Grand Hustle. I don't know if he if he's still with Grand Hustle or does anything with them. But these are the labels that just kind of came up on the Wikipedia page. So so what I'm seeing is that sure there is a point where you know we know we know about the machine. We know about Apple. Uh, I we talked about this extensively on this platform. You know the fact that Apple and uh, and and Spotify will promote. Uh, artists saying things about black people that they'll never allow them to say about Jewish people, right? We've talked about this, and I think they need to be held accountable. But at what point do we uh, kind of look at the black man and say, look, you're not a little boy anymore? You know, yeah. th- these men are not walking around saying, well, I was just an employee. I just, I don't, I don't have nothing, no saying what comes out of my mouth. Th- these are guys that have been in the game 20 years. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you think, Jeff? No, you definitely have to still hold the artist responsible because if the artist steps out of line with a different community, whether that's the Jewish community, whether that's the Asian community, and they step out of line, guess what happens? They issue an apology. They go on an apology tour in some cases, right? We've seen that not just from artists, but also entertainers. But when they do something to black folks, there's never an apology. They're damn sure ain't no apology tour, and it's just the... Y'all know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, y'all get, I'm just an artist. This is just art. This is my expression. I can do and say whatever I want. And then guess what we do? We just go along and we keep buying the CDs and we keep streaming the songs and we keep going as if nothing ever happened, right? Because that is what takes place in those spaces. And that, to me, that's a problem. Like that should not just be accepted. For example, it, anything, the one ism, I heard uh, Robert Latall from Black Sports Online, I'll give him credit because I heard him say that. He said the one ism, whether it's in sports or entertainment, that's always, that just always swept under the rug is racism and specifically racism towards black folks. Because if it's any other thing, if you're anti-Semitic, if you're homophobic, if you're transphobic, if you're any of these other words that have been made up in the last 20 years, then you better go apologize or guess what? You get fired. You lose your job. But if you racist, you can keep your job. 
you can go along. You don't even got to issue an apology in most cases, right? Unless it's like um, police brutality, but somehow those have kind of went away in the last year, but we'll leave that alone for right now. But I'm just saying, like, when you're racist, you kind of get away with a lot of these stuff, and specifically when you do these things against black women. Where are all of these protect black women or black lives matter that are fighting for black women or black women have rights groups? Like where are these people at? Because the first thing we, first time we heard about this Meek Mill cover art being on city buses across the country was from a white dude, right? It didn't come from these protect black women organizations or these other organizations that are, that are supposedly fighting for the rights of black women, right? They, they always, like people love to quote that Malcolm X uh, speech where he said, the most uh, undervalued or disrespected person in America is the black women. Well, where are those people at? This cover art has been out there. Dr. Boyce, I'm telling you, this cover art has been out there for over a month. Who knows how long they've been on these city buses because the album's been out for at least two weeks. But still, the first sign we ever got of someone being offended or in or upset about the cover art was from a white dude in LA from a viral video. That to me is a problem. Well, everybody, I'm speaking with Jeff Lightsey Jr. and we talk about the Meek Mill album cover. Uh, do me a favor, please hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe button. And uh, also you can follow Jeff on uh, social media at jlightsey7. Uh, he does commentary every single day on the blackbosschannel.com and stuff like that. So follow Jeff. Uh, he's a smart young brother and he also knows a lot about sports and other things. And uh, <clears throat> Jeff is going to join us at the All Black National Convention which takes place uh, the weekend of October 29th through November 1st. So a uh, little bit more than two weeks. Uh, the discounted hotel rooms have sold out, everybody. So uh, so there are uh, low-cost hotels in the area. Or if you want to still stay at the resort, you can. Uh, but the discounted rooms, we, we sold out of those. But we do have spaces, uh, a couple of vending spaces, I think. And also, if you want to sponsor and get some advertising for your Black-owned business, we have a, a couple of sponsor spots available. And then, of course, uh, college students, if you bring a valid student ID, you can get in free. So all the college students, just bring your ID uh, and you can get in for free and bring your friends too, uh, because we really want to have some serious, intelligent conversations about the future of our community. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I know, Jeff, personally, I'm just kind of tired of it. I'm tired of... um. I'm tired of us, you know, I'm, I'm really getting tired of kind of uh, this idea that of the black man is kind of being like a, a child who has no responsibility for his actions. You know, um, I, I heard what Zakia was saying and I, I respect her. I mean, we had to listen to her because she's a black woman. I mean, it would be hypocritical for us not to uh, to give deference to her point of view. Mm-hmm. But but I mean, goddamn, like <laughs> there's ever a point where. As men, we can say, no, this is not what we're going to do. You know, like, does everything come down to, well, you know, we can't do it because it's the man. The man did it. The man made me do it. That's why, you know, it's like, no, like, no. If you if you're talking about if you always complain about dumb man, then you'll never be a man. You know, yeah. how, how can you be a man if you are um, always giving accountability for your choices to the man? Right. Yeah. You're saying that that man is better than you. That man is stronger than you. That man's more significant than you. And I just don't believe that. I believe that, uh, especially when you talk about an artist like Meek Mill, if Meek was like, you know, an 18 year old who just got on the scene, I could get it. You know, you just, you just got out the hood. You know, you tried to you try to put some uh, macaroni and cheese on the table, right? Because you're struggling. That's what they yeah. do. That's the game. They go get these guys, poor guys like Bobby Schmurder, uh, who are struggling and they give him an opportunity. Bobby doesn't know the implications of his actions. So mm-hmm. if I was to talk to Bobby Schmurder, maybe seven years ago, not now, but if I was to talk to him when he first came out, he'd probably tell me that he's a product of his environment. Absolutely. And I believe him. I read the bios of these guys 
Bobby Schmurda, for example, among many of them, he's he's been traumatized. You know, didn't have no daddy, went through all kinds of hell as a kid. I can understand uh, making that mistake because I would have made the same mistake too in a lot of contexts. But when you're like 40, <laughs> I mean, how old is Meek Mill? Let me look he's, at his He's in his 30s for sure. He's not, he's, he's not 40. Okay, I said yeah. 40. But he's, like, start, he's, start, but he's been in the game for a yeah, long time. At least 10 years. At least 10. And one other thing, Doc, if, if you if you could please pull the picture up one more time, because there's, a, there's another thing that we have to also make sure that Meek or the artists or whoever, when they put this out, they made sure to make those women what? dark skin why why is that significant because there is no when you look at this image there is no confusion who that is if you make this a lighter skinned woman you can maybe say it's maybe you maybe it's an asian or biracial or foreigner or whatever but by making it that that dark there's no confusion that is a black woman and that is a black woman that is naked with her boobs out that is a black woman who is bent over with her privates hanging out that is a black woman that you see in the image of the uh, of this you know painting but when rappers like meek mill or whoever are rapping they always talking about what foreign they're talking about foreign so why is it the image i saw this point i, I want to give it credit to where it's due why is this image not showing those women that you're rapping about foreign or why because all of this is deliberate this is not by accident this is deliberate and by design because the foreign people or the foreign women or if you make it light enough to where you might god knows if you made it light enough to make it seem like it may be a white woman you wouldn't be allowed to get away with this. Like those images are purposely dark skinned so there is no confusion in anyone's mind. That is a black woman. And because it is a black woman, I can get away with this as being art. And, and that to me is a problem, no matter what level it is. It, it, it definitely starts with the artist. It's not, you know, like Sony or Warner Brothers or whoever, the music company, they didn't make Meek put this on his album cover. You're right. They didn't force him to do this. He had final say on what goes out on his album. Like you said, he's a boss. He raps about being a boss, right? And so, therefore, he purposely made sure that that those images were dark enough to where we all understood that that is a black woman. Wow, wow. Well, you know what's what's interesting too, Jeff, is um, I'm gonna show you all some of this stuff I, I found online. Uh, my wife, you know, uh, in, in case y'all don't know, my wife happens to be a full professor of social work. Uh, and she know she does lectures on like women's issues and things like that. She educates me on a lot of this. And my goal is to really, you know, try to understand. And um, and she talks about the Jezebel stereotype of the black woman historically. And uh, if you Google search for the Jezebel stereotype, these might be in the types of images that you might see. Right. So uh, you see this and you got the black woman who I, I don't think anybody would see this as an image that is uh, flattering. To the black woman. I mean, historically speaking, uh, if, if the image is 100 years old, then we understand why it's disrespectful. Right. Uh, you know, you know and so you got uh, one image where the lady's booty so big that the little white angel is sitting on the booty. This other one's got her tongue out. Uh, this one's got her leg up in the air, uh, probably in a sexually uh, provocative sort of way. And uh, and so 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 when you, you kind of uh, put it in that context, um, it, it, it really, honestly, like, like, here's another one. I want y'all to take a look at this one. Uh, this is, uh, the three bears, hearty hello, right? So they, they call the three bears instead of B E A R it's B A R E S. And these are three black women with their booties out. And these are, and when I do a Google search on Jezebel stereotypes of the black woman, uh, basically the black female version of a menstrual show, 
these are the images that uh, that pop up first. Um, you know, I I, I don't and, and you know, so when I'm looking then and, and you and you, you put put in that context, and then you show the Meek album cover, and I know that it's art, and I know that it's it's not quite the same. I know it's modernized, but I want y'all to kind of after looking at that, I want you to look at this. You know, this just to me comes off like a modernized version of what we just saw from the 1930s and 1920s where this stuff was. So so is hip hop has hip hop become kind of a minstrel show? I think that's the question we we, we have to ask ourselves. What, what do you think, Joe? Uh, absolutely. Uh, the thing with hip hop is that there's a few things that sell sex and violence. Those those sell like crazy in hip hop. For better or for worse. And the reason being is because, I mean, whether you like it or not, is because the money from the Sonys and the Apple Musics and the Warner Brothers and whoever, right, pushed that, right? If they pushed positivity and economic, uh, you know, economic substance or whatever, then if they put money behind that, then that would sell. But the reason sex and violence sells, because the main consumers of hip hop are, it's not just black people, it's everybody. But they know the ones who are going to go out and replicate said things in the hip-hop industry are the black kids. Because guess what? It's the black artists that are saying it, right? Because once again, in a lot of times in entertainment, you can't be both. In a lot of public spaces, it's really hard to be cool, right? Cool and, you know, doing all the dope things and really fashionable and really whatever and be smart. There's rare, it's very rare that you see those things cool and smart intertwining. Most of the times, you either Steve Urkel or you're Stefan Urkel, right? You're not both. You never <laughs> saw them both in the same room. It was one or the other. And so that goes, that applies to hip hop as well. And because of the rise of what you guys talk about from the 90s where you, you said you saw the you know change into gangster rap and then more recently in the 2010s of the drill music, drill music kind of took hip hop into that ultimate ultimate space that I don't know if it'll ever come back from. And for those of you who don't understand, drill music rose in the early 2010s with the rise of guys like Chief Keef, uh, Lil Durk, G Herbo, Lil Bibby, and it was about the violence that took place in Chicago, right? And because the drill music was so popular, Everybody wants to be a drill rapper. Every, and for those of you who don't know, a drill is going up is, is a mission to go kill somebody, right? So drill music and the, and the culture of drill culture was so popular and from the grassroots stable that the industry, the label record companies decided to pour hundreds of millions of dollars into drill music. And so what does drill music lead to? More drills, which are more black people killing each other. Because now, not only do I have a story to tell, whether it's mine or my homies or whoever, it's going to sell because they're putting hundreds of millions of dollars into that industry, into that sound of music. So if you're rapping like, I don't know, De La Soul or something, you know, that was cool then. But now you got to rap like Dirk or Chief or Meek or whoever, the folks that are out here doing drills. And so that's the biggest difference in what's taking place with the hip hop industry. And it's still the same. And so now it's not so much drill music. Now it's the drug culture. Right? Drill music is still a big, very popular thing. But now you have a lot of the drug culture, the opioids, taking Percocets and Mollies and Leans and Promethazine and all this stuff. Right? Because that's what also sells. And what do you get? You get like what uh, Jabari, when me and you and Jabari was on here the other day, you get young dudes like uh, uh, what's Juice World overdosing at age 21. Right. And that's what takes place when but when you mass promote these things and make it seem like it's cool and it's all you have to live up to and all you have to be is a cool junkie. 
then that's what ends up happening to your children. And whether you believe it or not, music is a powerful thing. And when folks hear this stuff enough, they actually tend to want to either explore it or actually take place in those in those activities. And it's and it's sad to see. Well, uh, everybody, I'm talking to Jeff Lightsey Jr. And we're talking about uh, the recent album cover by Meek Mill and uh, whether or not it's disrespectful to black women. Uh, we'd like to have intelligent black conversations here on this platform. Uh, I don't care if intelligence is cool or not. I'm not trying to be cool. I'm trying to be correct. So uh, if you uh, agree with that mission, if you believe black people should be more intelligent, uh, we hope you'll support the platform. Uh, you can actually join the Patreon at intelligentblackpeople.com. That's intelligentblackpeople.com. And, uh, you know, I, I believe we have to be warriors for black excellence. We, we can't be scared of anybody or anything. And we have to stand up for what we believe in, period. So uh, it's not to be disrespectful to ignorant people. I'm sorry that you're ignorant. But unfortunately, I give zero fucks about how stupid you are. We need to grow up as a community. If we want to overcome this racism thing, we need to grow up as a people. If we want to actually have real power instead of artificial power, we need to grow up. We need to analyze. We need to think critically. And that's the mission of this platform in case you weren't clear, in case you did not know. Uh, so uh, let me so hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button. Um, it's funny, man. You were talking about, you know, the, the efforts, uh, <clears throat> you know, when Zakia was talking about the machine and um and and how you've got these corporations you know apple music and spotify and uh, warner brothers and universal that are pushing uh these very toxic messages onto black people really trying to destroy your kids they want to kidnap your children get mentally uh get them so focused on things like uh percocets and mollies and all that that they're not able to accomplish anything you know they can't a hundred thousand black children every year graduate from high school and can't even read at grade level so that this means that um, there's a part of your community that is doomed. I'm not talking about the people that are in this room. Uh, many of y'all are in the B1 culture, which is a an elevated, enhanced version of Black culture, where we focus more so on Black excellence, Black education, and Black wealth. So your children are probably going to be okay, but your children are going to interact with the children of the people that are not going to be okay. And uh, and I think it's really important as a people for us to kind of think about this and, and to be critical and to really be uh, precise in terms of really talking about exactly what the what the hell they're doing to your community. Now, one of the things I, I think is interesting, man, uh, I, I like to do research as the guests are talking just to kind of add to the point. And I looked up this Percocet thing, right? So that, so hip hop music now, one of the things that they've been doing, and I'm not putting this on Meek Mill. Uh, one day I'd love to meet him. If Meek is watching or his friends, tell him he can, he's invited to come in here and I will listen to him completely. I will not uh, I will not shut him down. I want to hear his point of view because I think we have to look at the shades of gray. Meek is a guy who's done a lot of great work on criminal justice. Uh, he's a guy that's evolved through the years. He's a guy who's been through some things and, uh, and, and, and he's loved by a lot of people. And I think he, there's room to love him. But I think there's also space where we got to kind of say, OK, man, you know, this is this is as far as we're going to go. We got adult. We got another mission here besides getting money and getting famous. Right. So so I looked up. Uh, Molly and Percocet, right? And I was looking up the side effects of taking lots of Percocets, right? And and it's crazy. I was looking on American Addiction Center's website, and these are some of the effects of what what's happening with these young kids that are uh, are digging deep into Percocets at an early age. Like you're, you're young and vibrant. You're supposed to be out here conquering the world, kicking ass, taking names. I know when I was 18, I had a ton of energy. I was I was busting my butt. I was a hustler. I was grinding. If I had been high all the time. Ain't no way I could have done any of that, you know. Like, like, you know. So, so here's what they said. They said, here's some of the side effects they're listing on this website of Percocet. And remember, rappers like Future they promote deliberately promote Percocets to their audience. Like this is like like, like almost like it's commercial. Uh, let's see the the symptoms I see here are fever, 
extreme fatigue, chest pain, hypothermia, increased thirst, hypertension, shallow breathing, jaundice, the yellowing of the skin, problems with urination or dark mm. urine, gastrointestinal problems, including diarrhea, mm. nausea, vomiting, or loss of appetite, visual disturbances, insomnia, anxiety, agitation, nervousness, hallucinations, depression, confusion, or unusual thoughts and behavior, and seizures. So uh, so you are, you're, you, they said, Percocet, when abused, can produce a sense of well-being, euphoria, and pleasure. This is because the drug influences regions of the brain involved in reward and pleasure. Although Percocet is often viewed as safer than illegal drugs, it works in the body in the same way as illicit opioids like heroin. Mm. As with heroin, tolerance to Percocet forms quickly, causing people to take increasingly high doses of the drug to feel the same effects once experienced with lower doses. With continued use, physical dependence also forms quickly and rapidly to full-blown addiction. Uh, in 2013, they said uh, a public, in a study published by NIDA, 2.7 times more opioids were prescribed than in 1991. So, so what's crazy, man, is not only do you have the rappers pushing the opioids, but you've got the doctors now and the, the medical establishment, the big pharma pushing the opioids, right? And, and I know exactly why they do it. It's because, uh, you know, because it, basically when they're talking about marketing, they, they tell you that if you can get your customer addicted to your product, that's how you maximize your profits. Absolutely. So, uh, so your community, uh, a segment of it anyway, has become a profit center for big pharma and, and the dope dealer at the same time and for the hip hop music industry. So the question is to me for black people and Jeff, I'm not asking you a specific question. I just want you to jump in and share mm-hmm. whatever thought you have is at what point are you going to represent your own interests? You know, at what point are you going to say, okay, we're tired of being a profit center for everybody else. I'm tired of making money for Popeye's chicken by destroying my body. I'm tired of making money for, for the, for big pharma by taking whatever drugs and jabs they want to prescribe to me after telling me how to get unhealthy. Right. I'm tired of making, of, of, of supporting music that doesn't reflect my community that's causing me to have to go to a lot of funerals, of little children getting shot down in the hood. Um, I want something better. At what point do you represent your interests and advocate for yourself? Because you ain't got no damn friends. Black people ain't got no friends. We ain't got no black leaders. We ain't got no politicians really fighting for us. Ain't nobody out there really fighting for black people. So at what point do we as a people decide to fight for ourselves? What do you think, Jeff? Uh, it, it's, uh, it's funny because when you were talking about those things, right, when you were reading those side effects, of those drugs, I was like, oh my God, it's, it, it's incredible. And I know in the last year or two, we've seen a string of celebrities and this is what made, is made me think of. We've seen a string of celebrities specifically in the entertainment business that kind of passed too early, right? Whether it was Michael K. Williams, DMX, uh, Black Rob, and some of these guys kind of died. I mean, in their fifties, right? Early fifties, some in their forties, some in their forties. 40s and it's just like wow like what in the hell was going on to where you passed away like way too soon and, and none of it ever was by the virus at least not that i know of unless you know anything different but it had to do with something a lot of times they associated with drugs and so what i believe whatever they were using in the 90s or early 2000s i think we're going to see a string and if we haven't already like correct me if i'm wrong if we haven't already see more and more of these entertainers not passing away in their 40s and 50s rather than their 20s and 30s whether it's from overdoses or or violence because of what's being displayed in the music right i talked about the drill culture we've seen the drill culture in that style of music take out hundreds if not thousands, hundreds of thousands of kids in Chicago that go unreported and then another, you know, hundred thousand or so 
that do get reported through the last let's see drill culture established in 2011 and so in the last decade there's been thousands and thousands of kids and that's just in chicago alone and now you got this rise of drug culture music that has already taken out big time huge celebrities that we know of whether it's juice world or whoever that I think is only going to ravage the community even more and a bunch of other kids and young people, young black people that we don't even know about, right? So like this is what is taking place because of the music that we consume, because of what we allow to take uh, be, to be heard and what we allow to be pushed among our people because we know the people that are influenced the most by hip hop music are black folks. If there was an Asian rapper or if there was a, a Jewish rapper or whoever that's rapped the same way that a future or that uh you know pick your favorite artist that pushes this type of music there is no way in hell they would ever see the light of day but because the rappers are pushing this style of music look like me and you they're allowed to say whatever whenever as long as they don't say it about certain communities about certain demographics about certain styles of people or certain people that live a certain lifestyle as we know as long as they don't do that, push that envelope, you can push the envelope of black people however you want to, and there is no limit. We know that there is a limit for certain people that, that enjoy a certain lifestyle. We know that there is a certain limit to what you can say about people. They love to say freedom of speech and freedom of expression, but when you get to talking about some of them icks, you know, homophobe ick or transphobe ick, you get into the ick community, you have to, you, there is a statute of limitation. There is a freedom of speech limitation that is put on, but but as long as you can sense it and you know condense it to just black folks you can say the freedom of speech the 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 uh, the laws are open to whatever whenever and that is why we it is important to have these conversations because if nobody's going to say something about it at least we are and at least we're going to say like hey that ain't cool, man. Like, that, that just simply ain't cool. That simply shouldn't be allowed to continue to go on because if they change the name from black or niggas to, you know, something else, we know that to get canceled, that person would get canceled mm -hmm. and that style of music would not be put on the airwaves. And that, that to you should be a, a, you know, a light bulb should go off and your eyes should be open. Like, whoa, why is it that, that I can say this, this and that about, about black men, black women, black children, black kids, you know, whatever. But as soon as I turn that black into something else, it's not allowed to be pushed. That should be a question that goes through everybody's mind. Yeah, well, um, and by the way, everybody, please hit the thumbs up button. Take one second right now. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button. Uh, we try to grow the platform. Uh, we um, we reach well over a million black people a week, and uh, we want to grow that to two, three, four, five, ten million uh, because we got to make sure that a message that is intelligent and black um, and conscientious is out there to the public. Also, uh, allblacknaturalconvention.com is the URL for the convention. We have a total of 59 I counted 59 speakers <laughs> that we've invited to the convention. And uh, so it's going to be lit. It's going to be amazing. We're having the B1 ball. We're going to we're going to give out uh, black excellence awards. We're going to have backyard barbecue. We're doing speed dating. We're also doing panels every, on everything from relationships to crypto, to politics, to stock market investing, how to start your business, how to grow your own food, how to su survive, how to shoot a gun, all these things. And we're going to cover it all. And so if you want to come down to Orlando, October 29th through November 1st, go to allblacknationalconvention.com. We encourage you to bring groups, groups of people, uh, so you can connect as groups. And also uh, college students, if you bring a valid student ID, you can get in for free, okay? Uh, so it's allblacknationalconvention.com. So let me make a couple points based on what you said, Jeff, that I thought was really profound. Uh, one, when you're talking about how certain um, music and certain images, and I'm going to put up Meek Mill's image uh, here just in case uh, some of you just got here and haven't seen it yet. 
of his new album cover. Um, you know, it, when you talk about certain images, uh, there is kind of a blacks only kind of rule, right? Where uh, basically, if you are, uh, if you if you're either sh- showing images or saying certain things about uh, groups of people or derogatory toward women or whatever the case may be, you can do that to black people, but you can't do that to anybody else, right? And uh, that reminds me of in the '70s and '80s when they when crack cocaine came on the scene and the CIA was allowing the importation of crack cocaine into America uh, to fund the war with the uh, with with the Contras in Nicaragua. They basically made a, an agreement that said, "Look, you can give all this to the black people, but do not do this to anybody else." Right? And 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 also, uh, even before that, when they were building the highway system, when Eisenhower built uh, freeways going all the way across the country. They specifically said you can run these freeways through black communities and break up black communities, but you can't do that to white communities. And part of that was due to racism, obviously. And then also some of it uh, comes back to whether or not we feel empowered enough to fight back. Right. Um, So so a lot of it's race, obviously. But then some of it is just people taking care of their own. You know, white men take care of white men. I I think black people should take care of black people. I don't think there's anything racist about saying that. Um, also here's the other thing too, when you talked about, uh, how all you have all the, um, the, you said homophobic and transphobic and everything else. And, and, and in fact, there's been developments on Dave Chappelle for my wife mentioned that some of the Netflix writers are, are boycotting and walking out of the, their jobs because of Dave Chappelle, which is going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, uh, I thought about, you know, just what they did to the, the baby, right? What the baby said was not that bad. Uh, he said something about, you know, sucking penises in the parking lot or something, which I don't think any healthy, normal person should be doing anyway. Right. Uh, but then if you do, I'm not judging you. That's your business. Uh, but there's nothing about that statement that should have led to uh, that sort of backlash when you consider all of the things that have been said and done uh, in the music to black people. And let me let me let me just finish, finish this point, too. Earlier, when you uh, you all heard me talk about the fact that music is the only place where they're allowed to promote prescription drugs or illegal drugs on a regular basis. You can't do this on a TV commercial. Uh, corporations are not allowed to market. You know, you can't market crack on the radio or whatever. But all this gets marketed through the music. This is why it wouldn't surprise me if somebody deliberately made an effort to use hip hop as a way to back channel market to black youth, uh, to brainwash them at an early age. Cause you don't want, Lord forbid, you don't want another Malcolm X or Martin Luther King coming out of that community. You want a bunch of drug addicts who don't know what the hell's going on. So, so early when I mentioned the effects of Percocet, remember future had that one song, Molly Percocet, Molly Percocet, right? Well, uh, I mentioned uh, some of the side effects of using Percocet. What I did not mention are the long-term effects. This is these are your future men. These are your husbands. One day these are supposed to be your fathers. These are these are going to be the men who one day are supposed to be the OGs to lead the community. This is what they're doing to their bodies at an early age. If when I look at American addiction centers, here are the long term effects of Percocet usage. And I encourage you to share this with every young black man who's getting caught up in their culture or just so he's aware. Uh, it's, the symptoms are long term effects, significant liver damage, mm. kidney failure. Severe constipation, urinary retention. I guess that means you can't pee. Slightly decreased testosterone levels. That means you literally are being emasculated. You're literally being, your men are being feminized. Um, Let's see, what else? Tolerance, like high tolerance to the drug. Physical and psychological dependence. So they they get to the point where they love the drug more than they love their children. Uh, You know, if you ever had a drug addict in your family, how many of y'all have had drug addicts in your family and had to deal with trying to like, do anything with a drug addict. You, you, it's damn near impossible because they love the drug more than they love you. 
right? Um, uh, osteoporosis and immune suppression. Isn't that interesting? Immune suppression. And, and so on one hand, on one hand, pay attention now. I need y'all to really understand this. On one hand, they're telling you, oh my God, black people are dying from, from COVID. It's so bad. It's so terrible. We got to do something. Everybody get the jab, y'all. Everybody get the jab. All your rappers tell you you'll get the jab to protect yourself from this virus that's going to attack your immune system. But yet at the same time, the rapper who's telling you to get the jab to protect your immune system is the same guy who just made a song that's promoting Percocets, which I just stated is going to destroy your immune system. I mean, what, what kind of a mind fuck is that? Where literally I, it's like, it's like me coming into your house and destroying your house. And then saying, if you pay me $300, I'll clean your house up for you. Right. (laughs) Maybe you need to not let me in your house in the first place. Right. And I, and that's what I'm saying. I think that when it comes to all these racist machines and systems, we know all about the system. We talked about white supremacist systems and constructs all day long till we're blue in the face. I say, just keep these sons of bitches out of your house. Mm-hmm. You can't trust them. They're, they're, yeah. they're, 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 they're not bringing good things to your world. So, uh, Jeff, I'll let you get the last word on this, man. Where do we go from here? I, I'm I'm a fan for I'm, I'm a big fan of um of hip hop, man. But Absolutely. I'm not a fan of like, you know, having my daughters walk by city buses with women with their vaginas out. So how do we how do we strike a balance? Give us give us some wise words to finish the conversation, Joe. Well, the, the biggest thing is I know a lot of people in the chat and I've seen other places is, you know, try to control what's in your household. And obviously that's what we all try to do. We all try to protect our children from certain images and certain things. But a city bus is pretty hard to miss, right? Like you're just walking down the street, you know, Jeff and his little nephew or whoever, and you see a bus, it's hard to tell them, close your eyes. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm watching HBO late at night. This is like just outside at two o'clock in a, in a regular day. But the biggest thing is to to work from the inside and i get it hip-hop is not going anywhere hip-hop is the most marketed the most listened to the biggest industry of music in the world point blank period so it ain't going nowhere and because the money is too good for too many people so it ain't going anywhere the biggest thing that you can do is that when you see something that is not that is disparaging black people whether your favorite activist or your favorite group is saying something or not if you know that it's detrimental to your community you have to speak out on it right that is why the 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 lgbt and certain different demographics are allowed to get stuff canceled and shut down because they stop supporting things that don't represent them they are quick to speak up or walk out or lose their job or do whatever against things that they feel like is detrimental right or wrong right or wrong but they're quick to speak up and step out against the things that they feel are detrimental to their community so black folks got to do the same thing it can't just be no oh it's like oh it's okay no hell no because when you're divided that's when you're conquered when you are divided is when you are conquered and so the lgbt i can say this about them there's rarely a time where they are divided when they feel like right or wrong, when they feel like there's something that's going against their people, their demographic, their whatever, they all come together and speak out against certain things, whether it's Dave Chappelle or the baby or whoever. And they get, guess what? Because they step away from it, people lose money. And when folks lose money, that's when stuff gets shut down. That's when stuff gets removed. That's when stuff stops 
happening. And that's when apologies come through. And so we as a people have to do the exact same thing. We can't have, you can't just go and allow something to be accepted because somebody on TV told you it was okay. Because everything on TV ain't okay, as we all know. So that is the biggest thing is we have to come together. And, and when we see something that ain't right, whether you like whether you like the person or like the, the hip hop or whatever, you got to speak out against it. And that's what gets things shut down for sure. All right. All right. Well, everybody, this is uh, Jeff Lysey Jr. Uh, from the Black Boss Channel. Uh, you can follow Jeff on uh, Twitter and Instagram at jlightsy7. Uh, that's how you can follow him. Also, tonight at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as you all know, we have uh, the Dr. Boyce Book Club on Wednesday nights at 8.30. Uh, we are now reading Black Labor, White Wealth by Dr. Claude Anderson, which is uh, a real breakdown of exactly uh, how black history was laid out. Uh, you know, how the immigration laws were formed, uh, how they so how much they sold slaves for, which groups were responsible for slavery and who you need to go beat up and get your reparations from. <laughs> and so uh, today we are on page uh, 96 and we are literally reading this book word for word. And uh, I'm breaking it down for you and doing a series of lectures that will probably last for several years. We're all probably on lecture 15 now. And, uh, and it's totally free. So if you want to join us, uh, you can join for free and get access to my life class for free at blackkeystogreatness.com. The URL is right there on the screen. That's blackkeystogreatness.com. So go sign up. Uh, we meet tonight at 830. And, uh, and we, our goal is to get to the bottom of this so we can understand uh, exactly what's going to happen with our community. Because I, uh, I believe I want everybody to just understand that, um, you know, when you're talking about what it means to lead a, a people, what it means to uh, manifest your reality. Uh, you can't be nice about it. You can't just sort of wait for other people to do it. Uh, you can't wait for white people to finally turn the corner. <clears throat> um, you know, some I, I appreciate what the anti-racists are doing. Uh, sure, you know, they maybe they're softening the target, making whites more sensitive. But there's a certain point where you're going to have to be the one who takes that next step. Uh, you're going to have to be the one who says, okay, this is how it's going to go from this point on. And uh, and I believe that the key to us being what we're supposed to be and achieving what we're supposed to achieve and having what we're supposed to have is us standing up and fighting for that. And we must fight with uh, integrity. We must fight with intelligence. We must fight with courage. And uh, we have to move forward. So uh, that's what we're going to do, uh, not just tonight in, in the book club. We're going to talk about some of this and break this down from the one and only Dr. Claude Anderson. And then also at the um, All Black National Convention, that's going to be heavy on the agenda. And uh, so if you want to join us in Orlando, uh, you can go to allblacknationalconvention.com. Uh, there will be a way to watch digitally, but you won't be able to see everything digitally and or come to the awards ceremony or the, or the B1 ball and stuff like that. Uh, we want to get fancy. So uh, go to allblacknationalconvention.com. You can see the list of 59 speakers that we're bringing in. This is all black supported. There is no like this is brought to you by McDonald's. This is brought to you by Bank of America. None of that nonsense. We did this. We paid for this. We made this happen. And it's going to be amazing. And it's a first class experience. So I hope you'll join us. We got PhDs, doctors, lawyers, uh, millionaires, uh, you know, guys that have done a billion dollars worth of corporate deals, all kinds of people coming. So these are people you can learn from. They can help you lead your community to a better place, starting with your family. So God bless you, everybody. Thank you for listening. Please hit the thumbs up button on your way out and we will see you all soon. Take care. Bye bye. Peace. <laughs>